Hello and welcome to Breaking Down Bad Books, a podcast analysing trashy bestsellers from a literary perspective. Following my breakdown of Twilight and Fifty Shades of Grey, I'm back in forks, baby, and I'm looking at New Moon, Stephanie Meyer's shitty Twilight sequel about a depressed teenager, her werewolf best friend, and her her vampire boyfriend who, who goes to Italy and glitters in the sun or something. Uh, new episodes are released every week. Read along with me and let me know your thoughts at PodBreakingDown on Twitter or visit BreakingDownBadBooks.com for all of the links and contact information. Over on the Patreon, I'm covering Blanka Lipinska's 365 Days, which is a Fifty Shades knockoff, but originally written in Polish and much worse. <laughs> you can access those bonus episodes at patreon.com slash breakingdownbadbooks. Happy reading. This is where the gaslighting gets really good. My nickname around these parts is Dead Weight. I haven't been considering scissor. I'm prepared to travel in time. We were deep into an Adam Sandler rabbit hole in this podcast. How did that happen? A lifetime of Hallmark. Well, hello, everybody. It is your favorite day of the week. It is time for another episode of A Lifetime of Hallmark, where we talk about your favorite movies on both Lifetime and the Hallmark Channel and try to make sense of them. I am Les Kirkendall Barrett. Hello, Jason Bowers. Hello, Les Kirkendall Barrett. And hello, Kirk Fitzpatrick. Hello, Les Kirkendall Barrett, and hello, Jason Bowers. Well, you know what? I'm gonna be honest with you guys. I am exhausted. And you know why I'm exhausted? Because this movie was so awful, it sucked my soul. This was a soul-sucking movie. It was a suck movie. No, I found it, it, it. I found it groundbreaking on certain levels. We we, we can get into that, of course. Well, we, that's why we're that's why we're here. Are yeah. we are we being a little too? I'm just playing devil's advocate. I don't actually believe this, but are we being too harsh on this week's Hallmark movie, Sun Sanded Romance? Because last week we had possibly one of the best Lifetime movies, if not the best Lifetime movies we've ever done on this show. Uh, uh, once again, like I said, it ruined me. I'm ruined. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> After that movie. <laughs> I went down such an Eric Roberts rabbit hole too. It, I was reading about. I did too. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, I after as soon as we were done the show, I read that article again on him that that you brought mm-hmm. up about how it was like, I, like I, a couple years ago. I think it was in Esquire or somewhere. Uh, Variety, yeah. I believe. I did too. I went, I looked up all the other movies. I looked up the synopses. I am like chomping at the bit to watch the rest of those movies because (laughs) Jason, it kind of makes sense. You know, you're basically, you know, you're saying, you know, or I, maybe I was saying this, that like, since this is number five, the number one had to be good for them to continue doing them. Yeah. So I'm like excited. I'm like excited. This is like when I discovered the Saw universe, and I needed to go and see Saw one. Yeah. For if, if anyone's uh, <laughs> listening to this week's podcast and didn't listen to last week's, where we talked about uh, Lifetime's uh, just what the doctor ordered, I highly recommend that you listen to that podcast because it that that movie was wild. Like you have oh, to watch watch the movie and listen to the pod because it is good. Oh my yeah. God! Like it was it's like last—it's it's like last year when I heard Jolene for the first time. I'd never heard the song. 
<laughs> well, do you think it, in his canon of like hundreds of movie that the movies that Eric Roberts looks at just what the doctor ordered as his Jolene? You know what? I think he doesn't even remember what he what he does. That's I kind of think yeah. that because you ever you ever have like a job like a routine job and you don't you just don't mm-hmm. remember what happened during the day when you get home. Yeah, I right. think he does like so much work. He works like five six days a week. And doesn't apparently he shot the Dark Knight and Larry the uh, Larry the Cable yes! Guy movie at the same time. <laughs> I read that he on the same shot, day, or, or three? No, like I think at one point it was three movies he shot at the same time. <laughs> wow, kudos! So be, like see, legit kudos to, to his agent and his manager for like making that schedule work. Three I don't know. movies. <laughs> Same but, wouldn't you, but wouldn't you be tempted if you had a role in The Dark Knight? Wouldn't you be tempted to say, hey, maybe I don't have to do the Larry the Cable Guy. But then again, maybe he had the Larry the Cable Guy first, and then he got The Dark Knight. So yeah, because sometimes it, it has to do with, you know, how how the contract was written when you signed on to one. Especially in TV, they have, uh, uh, like, say you're on a TV show, and you're not sure if it's going to get picked up the series or get picked up for another season. That show is in what's called first position. But say you book another show, because it looks like that first show might be going away or might not be happening. That other show is in <laughs> second position. And so that's why, like, uh, uh, if you watch the show New Girl, uh, the Damon Wayans Jr. character was only in the pilot uh, because that was in second position to Happy Endings, which did right. come back for like one more season at that point. Hmm. And, and Loretta Swit. Remember- uh, so I was going to say Loretta Swit was in the very first episode of Cagney and Lacey, but she was still on MASH. So actually it was like a TV movie. When they went to series, yeah. she couldn't be in it. Yeah. Who's, oh, whose phone is going wild had- back there? So, somebody's getting a lot of messages on their phone. What's going on? I want to know oh, what the dirt me. is. Loretta Swit is trending. Yeah. Right. Or, or you know, <laughs> Heather, remember Heather Locklear in the 80s when she was on Dynasty and TJ Hooker at the mm-hmm. same time? Yeah. yeah. And I think that was it, too. Like, one was supposed to be canceled, but then ended up not getting canceled. And mm-hmm. so since it was all Aaron Spelling, he kind of, like, made it work. Oh, okay. Yeah. How about Keenan? Uh, Keenan... Uh, Thompson, Thompson is yeah. on SNL. He's got his own sitcom too at the same time. Well, same right. uh, same network and same executive producer, Lauren yeah. Michaels, who will obviously yeah, work around his schedule. And it was picked up for his second season. So if he's uh, sticking around on SNL, he's going to be doing that another year. Yeah. I well, if he's listening, a- no, I said, if he's listening, right. please stay on SNL. Please mm-hmm. stay on for your whole life. You're, you're great I- on SNL. I auditioned for a Lauren Michaels project a couple of weeks ago, and I can really? say it because I didn't get a callback. So, <laughs> well, what was that? Was it SNL? He, no, it was not SNL. He has a a movie coming out, oh. so he's he's producing a movie. Okay. Um, but anyway, let's not okay. get sidetracked. Yeah, we really get okay. um, Kurt. Oh, do you have any Black China news? No, there's there's been a dearth of Black China news, but there has been some Lori Lachlan updates. Oh, what? And now the Lachlan report. Here's Kurt Fitzpatrick. All right. This is from Vanity Fair, uh, courtesy of Les Kirkendall Barrett, who sent this to us. This is Lori Lachlan and Massimo. Now, here's the name I wanted to know how to pronounce. I asked before the show started. Uh, Giannulli? Yeah, I believe that's correct. Yes. Oh, I got it. All right. 
And Gian Massimo Giulmo are reportedly staying at a luxury resort after finishing their prison sentences. Um, they decided to indulge in some serious R&R after they both completed their sentences for their involvement in the college admissions scandal, heading to one of the most exclusive country clubs in the world for some quality couple time. Late last month, the beleaguered pair were spotted enjoying some leisure time at the Madison Club at La Quinta. At La Quinta, isn't that that La motel? Quinta. Quinta. Well, in in Palm Springs, the La Quinta is a very well-known fancy resort. Uh, The same name is used on that motel or hotel chain, but in in Palm Springs, it's a very nice resort. Yeah. When I did children's theater in Texas, we used to say La Quinta's all the time, and they're always right next to a Denny's. Anyway, yeah. uh, so that's according to The Sun. A source told the outlet that they arrived together in the afternoon of Friday, April 23rd, and kept a super low profile. It was the perfect high-end place for them to reconnect after such a long time apart, and Massimo was released from home confinement. They went on to explain that the choice of location was particularly well-suited to Lachlan and Giannoli's needs, as the Madison Club is one of the most exclusive country clubs in the world, right next to Denny's. And it's somewhere <laughs> they clearly knew they wouldn't be photographed. The couple haven't been photographed together since completing their prison stays. But they're believe, that's what it says, they're believed to have vacation. Oh, yeah, well, that makes sense. It, it, it's proper English. But but they're believed to have vacation at the resort just for a long weekend before returning to Los Angeles. Now, um, at, and the couple may be preparing for a fresh start in more ways oh, than yeah. one. As around the same time they went on this Lux weekend jaunt, a source told Us Weekly that Lachlan and Giannoli are also considering giving up L.A. for good. They recently downsized from their spacious home in Bel Air, which overlooked the Bel Air Country Club, just to a smaller home in the guard-gated community of Hidden Hills. The oh. source said. Have yeah. you heard of Hidden Hills? Yeah. I've been to Hidden Hills. Oh, not so hidden. Oh, but anyway. Um, yeah, how did you find so, it, Wes? Yeah. <laughs> did you find your way out? Uh, anyway, they uh, this, this source said, referring to the $9.5 million farmhouse they bought last summer, they had looked at homes earlier this year in Idaho. Now I bet I bet Les would like to move to Idaho, move to LA, and oh. <laughs> oh, we don't want to disparage our, our Idaho listeners. I haven't spent a lot of time there, but I, and we're pre- prepared to move out of Los Angeles, but decided, but eventually decided to stay as their daughters, Olivia, Jade, and Bella, really wanted them close by the time, but they feel they can begin looking outside the state again. Now that both girls have their own places that are trying to lead a normal life with their own friends and business opportunities. Oh. So that's exciting. Well, you know, a lot packed in that story, you know, What's after his, a lot packed in that story. Right. Oh yeah. After, there's, there's another, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Go ahead. I was, I was going to say after a stint in the joint, you need a CV yeah, graph. Yeah. yeah. I actually didn't, didn't, uh, I didn't fault them for that. When I heard that story, I was like, yeah, okay. Yeah, that makes sense. I don't want to break after prison too. Yeah. You yeah. know, you need a hot stone massage after being in the yard. But they're going to Idaho. Uh, both this is us weekly source concluded that moving to Idaho would be a good call for them. They can start anew and work on their marriage together as the whole college scandal has taken a toll on both of them as well as their marriage. We don't even know though, about this Idaho thing. Yeah. Even though after Martha Stewart went to the joint, she stayed in Connecticut and thugged it out. Mm. And became friends with Snoop Dogg. Uh, has anyone ever in the history of time thugged it out in Connecticut? Well, Martha Stewart. Oh yeah. <laughs> also, friend of the show, Patty LaBelle, I have to say, oh, I have yeah. had her peach apple cobbler. Now, this is at Walmart. Um, they're, they're not 
paying for an ad, but this is at Walmart for seven ninety eight. It was marked it was marked down because it expired today, but I got it for about five fifty. And this is oh. this is excellent. I can't I can't speak high enough. She's a as I said, she's a friend of the show. We, we, we watched her in a movie. We've we talked about her sweet potato pie, and this apple this peach abler cobbler is a uh, really something. I've had it. I had it for dessert after lunch and dinner. <laughs> so you, you, you guys know that I, I'll take notes throughout the show because I'm the one that actually posts it onto our different uh, channels. Right. And so as I was writing the words, <laughs> Patty Labelle, th- I mean uh, Martha Stewart, thugged it out in Connecticut. Uh, it autocorrected to Martha Stewart hugged it out in Connecticut. What did it say? <laughs> it's it, it it changed thugged it, thugged it out to hugged it out. Oh, hugged it out. Which is like too. I just picture Martha Stewart like totally zen and like everyone that comes into her orbit, she's like, "Come on, man, let's let's just hug, bring it in." Yeah, bring it in. Yeah. Anyway, have yeah. some, have some Patty, Patty Labelle cobbler. Down. What's that? Have some Patty Labelle cobbler, man. Well. No, someone just wrote, wrote me. Uh, it's, oh, yeah, Lorena Switch, twinning. No, uh, she's, <laughs> she's twinning. Someone's <laughs> subtitash. No, she's, uh, no, I just have to say, Patty, bring the price down a little bit. Apparently, apparently she's got an exclusive deal with Walmart, but, you know, like an $8 cobbler at Walmart, that's, that's kind of, that's pricey. Maybe she thought she was undercharging with that sweet potato pie, and she has a whole new attitude about what she should charge. Right? Ooh, ooh, ooh. ooh. That is the I, Patty LaBelle news. Okay. I had a Patty LaBelle sweet potato pie on Kurt Fitzpatrick's recommendation, and yep. it honestly was one of the best pies I have ever tasted. And I'm not That's even funny. exaggerating. Wow. You try this so good. You need you try this peach abler, apple cobbler. You'll see God. Okay, Patty, and I would pay eight dollars. I think that eight. Dollars is like she's undercharging because that because her stuff is good like it's really good. Mm-hmm. Well, if you bought a dessert at a restaurant, that, it could cost like seven dollars. You know, you for know like that? a slice, a single slice. Yeah. So I got a whole yeah. pie for like five fifty. Yeah. See uh, now yeah. now you're like why are you bitching? Like that's a good deal. Well, it was a little cheaper. It was a little, it was a little cheaper than eight dollars. I didn't spend the whole eight, whole eight dollars. And then Patty LaBelle's like, I'm on my own <laughs> once again. Anyway, are we up to pay royalties for this? I, I hope not. No, no because they we only just, sang two lines. And we just promoted a pie. It's an even exchange. Like, I don't think it, it works as a trade, like barter system. <laughs> well, it, it should. I don't think ASCAP and BMI work, right. work in I, pies. I, I, no, Les didn't, get the, Les didn't get the words right, so there's no way they can screw us. Oh, right. Okay. And re- and remember and remember from that old McDonald that old McDonald's commercial. You know what's better than one patty looking good? Two patties looking good. I hope nobody steals the original song that Lex Les just accidentally made up. Huh? Oh, oh, the new well, lyrics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, as long as they credit as as the show. show. Right. Well, I, I remember, okay, so back in the day, there was a soap opera good. called Loving, mm-hmm. and so Trisha was pining over Steve, and that was their song. Every time Trisha would get upset, Trisha would like, because he was poor, she was rich, they were not allowed to see each other, but every time she looked out of the window, they would play that Patti LaBelle song. 
And then they ran away and got married. And Steve died. Oh. Well, who, who was yeah. rich? Trisha. He, he, oh, she was rich. He was poor. Yeah, Trisha Alden okay. in the fictional city of Corinth, Pennsylvania. Mm. Corinth? Yeah, because there's Corinth. three cities. Oh. Corinth, Pine Valley, Landview. There's four. Corinth, Pine Valley, Landview, and Port Charles. And they're all no. next to each other. Now, Jason has been to Port Charles. I have. But... Pine Valley was all my children. Corinth was loving, and one life to live was Landview. I've also been oh, to Salem. Yeah. Oh yeah. You've been, oh, you, that, that's right. You have been to Salem. Well, I haven't been on Days of Our Lives, but the Salem from Days of Our Lives, they used to have one of the outdoor sets just right outside the NBC studios in Burbank, and it wasn't you. It wasn't even like blocked off. Like anyone could just roam around this little like. It was like a city courtyard kind of thing. It was it was just like right outside. So I've actually walked around there. Have you been huh. to Genoa City? I don't know what that is. Genoa City's Young and the Restless. Oh, uh, mm, oh. I've had a like backstage tour at the Price is Right, so I oh. may have seen some sets from that, but I haven't actually like officially visited oh. it. Now, where what what what's the town that the Jim Belushi show took place in? Uh, gosh, I don't remember. We shot that or filmed that in L.A., uh, but I don't. I I think it may have taken place in L.A. I'm not sure. And and you have you have been to West Hollywood. You uh, have yeah, been to West Hollywood. I'm there right now. Which is where. Which is where the Bold and the Beautiful, where Forrester Creations is located in, in the design center. Oh, is it? Well, I'm looking at the design center right now. Like, literally well, staring at, at it. Oh, yeah? You're, yeah. You're I live Forrester right Forrester Creations. <laughs> okay. <laughs> anyway. Uh, well, we're off to a weird this. start. Let's talk about <laughs> this. Well, well, it goes downhill from here, kids, because. Now we're talking about the movie. Do you do you Everybody think stay that tuned in? Oh yeah. Do you think that Lori Lachlan and uh, Massimo, the resort they stayed at, was the one in this movie, Sunset and Romance from Hallmark? Uh, yeah. You know what? I do have to say, as sucky as this movie is, I did like that resort. The resort looked nice, but it didn't look mind-blowingly amazing. And it looked oh, like no. it looked like they filmed this in the off season because the weather, uh, in some scenes, looked like a tornado was about to hit them. Yeah, there's a lot of wind. There's a lot that, of wind. Yeah. It looked like it was kind of chilly. Some scenes are really overcast. Uh, yeah, it, it mm. didn't. The weather was not cooperating with them for the setting of the movie. Now you know that old saying: "Shit flows downhill." Mm -hmm. So. The actors in this movie looked so bored mm -hmm. that they didn't add life to what is lackluster material. They also, I, I just think the casting wasn't great uh, for this movie. No. I liked, you know, no. I didn't dislike either one of them, but I I didn't think they had chemistry, first of all, the main couple. None of them did. And the 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 guy the like the premise of this movie is that this guy is supposed to be this like, you know, outdoorsy free spirit kind of, and he didn't really seem like he was believable as either. No. No. And and and, and, well, actually, I'll get into this once we start. Well, okay. I was fascinated. I say this is Hallmark's first uh, cuckold movie. Now, why do you say that? the majority of the movie, I don't know if we want to just 
Uh, go ahead get this. Yeah. Okay. So it, it, it seemed like, so the movie is about this couple and they show up at this resort. And, and so as soon as they arrive, you, you as we'll see, she's like reconnects with this other guy. And then the guy who's like her boyfriend just kind of leaves, like says, I'm going to leave. And as if he's just going to leave her with this other guy, he wasn't completely aware of what was happening, but it seemed well, like he was being cuckolded. Well, can you explain what that, I'm not sure I know what that means. Well, it's like you let somebody, you let somebody be with your significant other. Right. I think that's what it means, right? Yeah, Cuckold. it does. Yeah. It does. Yeah. So, cause yeah. I used, didn't they used to use that term against uh, like non-Trump supporters? Wasn't that, cause I, that's why I, I'm, I've never heard that. Maybe. Like yeah. cucks. I've heard cuck. I've I never cuck. heard that. Yeah. Maybe. Cause a cuckold is like, yeah, you let someone like go off with your spouse and you're aware of it. And sometimes yeah. they'll either even get it on in front of you. Well, I do have a theory and we'll get into it later in the movie. Cause there's another character that's introduced. I do feel like uh, with a different writer, there could have been a whole indecent proposal scenario going on. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, okay, I, let's get into this. Yeah. I agree. Okay. I also wonder, I also would like to know, Think about this, because I know the people at home can't see the actors. But think about this: what if the actors were switched? Yes. What if it would have oh. been a t- that would have been a that, that then mm-hmm. you would have been you would have had a whole different opinion of what was going on here. That would have worked. Yeah. Oh, that would have worked. Oh, are you talking about the two may the 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 boyfriend and the, the guy she reconnects with? Oh, yeah. see, yeah. I because I so I'm a friend of mine endured this with me last night. Uh, and he you said did that this to someone. He volunteered. It's like, all right, I'll get you high. So I gave him some marijuana and we watched. But uh, <laughs> but uh, I he said that, and I actually think it would have been a way more interesting movie too if the uh, the main characteristics of the main female character and and the main guy the the guy she reconnects with if they were switched in other words if she were the sort of outdoorsy free spirit and he played the sort of uptight one that let his career aspirations go yeah that was there like with his like fiance to or you know possible fiance to reconnect like it would have been way more interesting if if their roles were reversed I yeah. think because the guy switched, I think it'd be interesting that her, the guy she's with was more like, I just, a, they're both nice guys, but mm-hmm. one, but her real, well, the one really more, isn't, he was more driven. The more boys were driven. I think in just, in my opinion, he was a better looking guy. Yeah. Yeah. And so yeah. I think, I think it'd be interesting if her, if her boyfriend was kind of like a nice guy, but sort of like, oh, I'm working a, you know, I'm, I'm working in a camp or whatever, whatever he's doing. And then, but then, the, then like he goes off and then she starts hanging out with this like really driven, better looking guy. Oh, <laughs> so guy. you're not even yeah. saying cast those two actors in the opposite yes. roles. You're saying yes, that yes. The, well, the guy she goes with is the guy she was with. Okay. Got it. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Switch, I guess you could say switch, switch characters. I think switching. Yeah. But I think, I think the actors would have been interesting as well, but yeah, switch, switch characters. Now that I think about it. Yeah. Yeah. See, if this was Lifetime, it would have been an indecent proposal. Oh, they, they, could, they could have done so much cool stuff with yeah. this movie if it were Lifetime. They would have gone this was the town. Because there were sailboats yeah. that were, you know, like like leaving yeah. overnight. There was this mysterious older rich guy. Uh, there's, hmm. 
you know, there's a current boyfriend, there's a, a guy from the past, like, oh, there could have been so much sex and murder in this thing. This, yeah, because this was kind of riding the edge a little bit. There was a little bit of, um, a little bit of not, because nobody was married, but sort of like an infidelity, a little bit cheating almost here, more than I've seen other, like, other Emotionally, movies. emotionally. Emotional, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Anyway. Okay, so, so, okay, so we're at a resort. And we see this guy. He's walking on yeah, Katrina and the waves. They license Katrina and the waves, I man. Know. Let's get that. I'm walking on sunshine. Uh-oh. I better stop it. Yeah. <laughs> Pay for stuff. All right. Um, so, so we see this guy, and he's talking to his employees, and he's giving them a pep talk. His, his first um, scene in the movie is literally him playing with balls, and then he's, like, handing out maracas. Yeah, he's like literally the main guy is polishing like not even beach balls, but like little balls that kids would play with, you know, throw in the air or whatever. (laughs) This is the happiest group of people I've ever seen. This is like Disney World. It's the happiest place on earth. Yeah. Yeah, because they're actors like we're getting paid. Well, so so then. Yeah, yeah, okay. (laughs) (laughs) But then. So then we cut to a business meeting and we see this young lady and she's giving a presentation and we find out that she, Kate, works for the most popular publishing house in New York. And Kate, of course, since she is a Hallmark heroine, she's very busy, very Mm -hmm. busy. And she is up for a VP position in her company uh, or VP director of marketing she's up for um and she ended up doing a good presentation so things were looking up for her but then we find out that she has written a children's book that she never bothered to get published i I need to point out two things first of all when the uh the guy in the previous scene was uh, you know, playing with the balls and dealing with the happy people. He was saying all these like cheesy dad jokes, and as he was saying all these cheesy dad dad jokes, the it said who was uh, this? The teleplay was by for the the movie. This thing took four writers. Four. Well, they all need to go back to writing school. Four people. Well, maybe. Just- yeah. Well, maybe it was kind of like how they do do an execution where it's like uh, like four people, you know, like someone's in the electric chair and like like four people pull the lever so that, you know, uh, nobody really feels guilty. They're not really sure who was responsible for pulling the lever. I didn't know that was a thing. (laughs) I've heard that. Yeah, that makes sense. But I, I never knew that. Now, this guy got on my nerves because everything that came out of his mouth was a platitude. They, yeah, the whole true. movie, I felt like I was in a, uh, um, <laughs> I've, I've talked about this on the show before, successories. I felt like I was in a successories store. Right. Uh, or like a successories store? Successories. Successories. I've talked about this on the show. Oh. It's, it's those posters that you used to see in offices back in the like late 80s, early 90s. That would be like, it would show like a prism. And then talking about how, you know, like, you know, we see can see life through different perspectives. Or it'll be like a, a paperweight with some sort of stupid platitude. On. And they had like a chain of stores and malls. It's still around if you look it up no. online. Successories. Is that a kitten that's hanging from a tree and says, I have to hang it until Friday? 
not quite that cutesy, but same kind of thing. Yes. Right. No, that's actually funny that I have to hang you till Friday. Six accessories, the movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was it was just like one big Tony Robbins infomercial, basically, this guy. Yeah. Like yeah. everything. Don't so, know Tony Robbins. Okay. Anywho, I don't I don't mind Tony <laughs> Robbins actually. I like Tony Robbins. I liked his I liked his documentary Gosh. where he was basically talking shit to people. I haven't seen that yet, but I no. I, I did the audio cassettes years ago. The past does not equal the present. And every once in a while, I see him again doing like, this stuff, and it's always it's it's all the same stuff. He's like, yeah, he. Yeah, but he yeah. had this documentary, and I liked him because he would talk like mad shit to these people. What do you mean? Like, <laughs> I've just I've tried to picture like Tony Robbins just like laying the smackdown. What is he saying? So, um, like for example, like a woman's talking about, hey, well, you know. This guy dumped me, and he's like, well, what'd you do? Yeah, you always get dumped, don't you? Because oh. you were, like, he's just shit like that. Wow, I would watch that. He's harsh. You should watch this documentary. He's pretty harsh. I want it's that to be, I'm, like, a weekly show. I'm Not Your Guru, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's on Netflix, yeah. Like, he's really harsh. I like it because it goes, like, a step be- beyond uh, Tough Love. <laughs> and well, he's changed... Wa- yeah, he's changing their patterns. That's his thing. Right. Yeah. That's what he says he's doing. Yeah. And then you have to run across Coles after the whole thing. Oh, you do? He's still doing that? He's been doing that for years. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, but yeah, he he basically talks so much shit to these people that they're like, Oh, I guess you're right. He should have <laughs> talked to the uh the couple in this movie that go to the resort. Right. <laughs> yeah, these people need help. Yeah, yeah, definitely watch that i'm not your guru jason right. it's it's i was surprised because right. i was just like oh my god he's actually kind of cool <laughs> we should do that for next week's <laughs> podcast instead of a lifetime or hallmark movie yeah, we just watch, watch a, a old movie of tony robbins to talking shit it. to people watch it i have been meaning to watch it yeah and you know what i enjoyed it so much i would actually watch it again it is not it was not bad at all maybe we do a little mini episode yeah right you guys want to do it? I'll do it's it. Let, let's discuss off. off air. I was kind of joking. Okay. All right. I do it. All right. Anyway. Oh, okay. So, um, so who was the one that said, oh, then she, she threw out a platitude too. Cause her and her mm. boyfriend were going on vacation. <laughs> and then she says, life is a book ready for a new chapter. <sighs> oh so, boy. A book. <sighs> So a book that's already published, it, it needs a new chapter? Anyway, we're going to be here all night. Well, they that. do that. What they'll re- they'll do a re-release of a book and, and do addendums and things. Like that, uh, what's that? How to Win Friends and Influence People. They keep releasing new versions of that all the time. So, okay, so then they go to, so um, they go, her, uh, Kate, Katie and Eric um, go to this resort. And when they get out of the van, she bumps into the guy giving the pep talk, Shep. And it turned out that Katie and Shep went to high school together. And then... Um, they worked together. Oh, or they, they, they were camp together. counselors together. Well, okay, oh, they were camp, camp counselors, yeah. And how they... I, how thought, they just, I, just, no, I, I thought his name was Chip. And then I thought, and then I thought it was Chet. And then I got the Shep by the end yeah. of the movie. Because his name but was Michael... Like his name was Michael Shepard, and it's funny because I know somebody named Michael Shepard. 
I, I just sent you both the link to successories. That's what that ding was just now. That was me. Oh, no. But, it, but it's so funny. I know some. I know someone named Michael Shepard, and people call him Shep. So that was just kind of funny to me. But he's, oh, okay. he's black. Shep. But he's black. <laughs> <laughs> he's like he's yep. black and probably almost seven feet tall. And I'm not even kidding. Wow. So oh so then so her laptop like drops and I was like oh my god because I thought because it dropped from a pretty high like it dropped from the van and I thought oh my god that laptop is going to be smashed but it was not and so Shep gets her her laptop and they kind of reun you know reunite and then um we find so then she's like oh well what do you do and Shep tells her that he's the activities director, which I guess was basically what he did at the camp. Mm -hmm. And so then he did what a lot of friends would do, which I would do too. You know, if you ran into someone who you liked, he's like, well, you know what? I'm going to like get you, I'm going to take over your account. I'm going to get you good deals and stuff. And I'm going to get you like the best stuff. Mm -hmm. And I would do that for a friend too. Yeah. Like if I worked in a place like that. For sure. Ooh. And so, so um, Eric then, oh, Eric then realizes that there was an event happening, the Van Houten, Houten event. Yeah. And this is like this real estate mogul, uh, Gus Van Houten. And he's someone who Eric, because Eric, I guess, is in real estate as well. It's someone who Eric like really admired. Yeah. yeah. And so... Well, this sets the stage for several scenes throughout the movie with with, with these two guys, uh, Eric and his, his idol Gus, which are the most meaningless scenes. <laughs> now, I I, I want to word this delicately. Did you find it a little bit odd? The guy with the last name Van Houten looked was black. The, was black. Yeah, thank you. Yes, that's a very. I, I mean, like it's not impossible. But it's not super likely. It, well, okay. Okay, and listeners, I am black. I am black because I'm prefacing this because when the character showed up, I was like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> Van, I was like, really? What's his name? Him? Van Houten. Van it's a very Dutch-sounding name, Van Houten. But Van then again, but then again you are talking to someone whose last name is Kirkendall. <laughs> there and I'm I'm half Asian and my last name's Bowers, but it it just it it, it the only reason I pointed out is because it did feel like you know when they wrote this movie and they wrote that character name and then they cast a different actor they could have given that actor or that character a different name and they chose not right. to right when they had four right. writers right four yeah <laughs> four. yes well. They did it. Uh, oh, so oh, and then and the next scene, we find out that Shep is actually putting in for a job in Tahiti mm -hmm. because and and his boss was like, you know, why are you leaving? You know, you're very you're doing well here. And then he threw out some other platitude of why he was right. leaving. Oh, yeah, that was Bob. Uh, yeah, he was full of platitudes. So, so then they go to dinner. Eric and Katie go to dinner. Mm -hmm. And they're uh, talking about going parasailing. And then this is where 
our trope comes in that Katie is afraid of open water. So she went to a resort on on the beach. Right. She, um, and they right. did make it clear that the distinction was not she was afraid of water uh, or even, you know, water at the beach. She was afraid of being, like, out on the ocean, like, out in the middle of it. Well, who the hell is it? Apparently oh. Gus. He had a sailboat. Oh. What about a starfish? Of course they're going to be afraid of something strand in the middle of the ocean. So, so, so then... Um, Gus, um, oh, so then they're at dinner and Gus looks across the room and Gus is, I mean, Eric looks across the room and is like, oh my God, that's Gus Van Houten. I want to go and talk to him. And Did you notice he just ate some cake? He, he, he ate cake, like dessert, but he didn't finish it. He had a little bit left. So Kurt's like, oh my God, he ate cake. This guy's okay in my book. Well, no, he, he has some left. Cake. Yeah, Kurt, like, Kurt's upset that he, that he didn't eat it all. And I'm sorry for your oh, loss, Kurt. So I Kurt, be, was, Kurt was horrified. I have to be bloated <laughs> belief. I got to be Patty LaBelle. I have to be like, you know, just, just so full and not to finish the dessert. So I wouldn't, I don't know if I could even get up if I'm in that state. So, so Eric, so Eric like ditches her and goes and talks to Gus. And so then um, uh, Katie goes outside and she sees Shep like taking the toys out of the pool and they start Shep? talking. Oh, yeah, his name's Shep, yeah. Yeah. And then <laughs> she's helping Shep and then Shep throws out another platitude. If you say no to adventure, you say no to life. Yeah. Not really. Well, that's what Shep said. <laughs> okay. I mean, Shep's, so, Shep's idea of adventure is pulling giant pool floaties out of the pool because the other <laughs> staff members didn't do it. How in the hell would that become his job? Right. You're, you're, I would have pissed if I were him. Shep, Shep looks like he works 24 hours a day. Oh, and he he's the only person from his department you ever see doing any activities, except with the exception of that girl with that accent I could not place. But right. she's rarely working. Yeah, because his employees are all hanging out. They're happy. They're laughing. Yeah, well, he handed them maracas. Yeah. They've got no cares in what? the world, right? No. So then no, Eric. No, so then Eric finds Katie, and he's like, "Well, guess what? Uh, Mr. You know, Mr. Ben Houghton, Gus invited me to play golf with him tomorrow." And so then the next day, Katie goes to the pool. And she brings all of her papers with her, which I'm like, okay, come on, Katie. We are in 2021. <laughs> you could bring your laptop or even your iPad or even your phone. Well, it, like, she, and what, what physical papers is she dealing with in 2021? It's not even like, oh, she could have converted it to a digital document. Like, why wasn't it a digital document to begin with? I don't know. And it was a lot of papers. Like, it oh, wasn't yeah. a few papers. It was, like, a lot of papers. Well, she packed and, a file cabinet. But, you know, I was surprised right? about She was looking. <laughs> she kept looking over. Like, they had her, like, looking over the empty chair. Just to yeah. let us know. If I were somebody <laughs> staying at that resort and I saw, like, a primo spot by the pool and the chair was not in use, I would be pissed off and try. I would try to take that chair. I would be so mad. Because, you know, in places like that. Because <laughs> no, you know what? In resorts like that, because I've been to resorts like that, and you never can find a chair, mm -hmm. and they're always taken. And people get there fucking at like seven in the morning to save their chairs. And so 
when you get out there at noon, there's never chairs. Mm -hmm. No, she won't let anyone sit there. I was so mad at her. That chair symbolizes her boyfriend is not she, there she did long and she longingly looked at the 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 towel rolled up on the chair oh yeah yeah that chair oh. symbolizes a fight because i'm like is, is he coming he, he's you've been sitting alone for an hour is he coming well then i need this lounge yeah well you don't do that you want to hold on to your woman you want to hold on to your woman hot yeah exactly you want to hold on to your woman you, you know you better start paying attention don't run off with Dr. Van Helsing. My feet are hot, and I'm married to a British person who's getting mad at me because I'm mouthing off to you to get this to get this chaise lounge because he would never want to create a stir and would just sit on the hot ground. And it, and it's up to me to go and get the the chaise lounge. And then Kate would be like, but anyway. "Don't you understand that I'm lonely in that chair?" fills a hole in my in my cold dead heart well unless well, well you know what you can give me that chair and you can come and sit over and talk to us we're very nice now Les, are you talking about yourself your feet hurt my feet are hot feet because are hot. it's hot because yeah. Yeah, you're, you're on that pavement yeah. or whatever you know it's yeah. like uh, you you need yeah. to like give your feet a rest yeah 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 my flip my flip-flops are in the locker because, you know, you throw your stuff in the lock. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Um, oh, Actually, so then confused. her papers her papers start blowing away. I was I was projecting. A little bit. I'll have to listen back and I'll, I'll get this straightened out. Okay. Her papers start blowing away and then Shep goes and helps her get her papers. But didn't some of them fall in the water? Yeah. I, or yeah. just like were crumbled up. I mean, he was chasing them around like a moron. So it's like, that I guy, hope you're... That, that guy's always there. Like, if something happens, he's always there, like... Again, li- a Lifetime movie, totally different scenario. He would have been stalking her and would just right. magically be there in his black hoodie. Right, right. in 100, 100 degrees, he'd, been, he'd be in the black hoodie. Yeah. Well, there was a scene in the water later where he's, like, fully clothed while they're paddleboarding. Yeah. I think he had a bathing suit on. But well, he, he had was a bathing shirt, suit, but yeah. he was like wearing a shirt. He's the activities director there. Like, you should be comfortable oh, taking no. his shirt off. He never if, had a shirt off. If this was Lifetime, he'd be walking around in a thong and would have taken like five showers. Yeah. <laughs> there was a hot guy, a hot extra in one scene that was shirtless. That was the closest thing to skin we got in this movie. He would have he would have taken so many showers if this was a lifetime showers? movie for no because you know yeah. in lifetime movies there's oh, always the gratuitous saying, yeah. males. Yeah, it's scene. it's always like a younger male, like you know, always still an adult, but always like on the younger end, like early twenties male, and toward like the last third of the movie, there's always a shower before they get murdered. Right. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This was a yeah, yeah. I was gonna say something, but I just forgot. What oh, we're talking so about? Then, oh, this movie. Yes. Oh, okay, here we go. So then Shep is like, hey, Katie, don't sit alone. We're going hiking. You want to come? Stallone? Yeah. Don't sit alone. Oh, oh I thought he said Stallone. Because of us, so, Stallone. So then he talks Katie into going hiking. And then and the parrot hiking. the parrot puts the button on the scene. <laughs> they hired a someone to do a voiceover for a parrot where the parrot says, buenos dias. That actually happened well, in this movie. Like I said. Four writers. Four. Four. Yeah. Probably one of them like, was doing that voiceover. Like I said, I hate this movie. <laughs> so so they're chatting. 
and they're hiking. And then we find out that um, she's a writer, but she fell into marketing because she was afraid. And she, but she's good at marketing. And then all of a sudden, they walk up on a zip line. Mm-hmm. Wait, 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 I have to point something out. I hope you guys notice this. So as I they're going on their, their group hike, did you yeah. notice the extras uh-huh. in this scene? Well, I noticed there was one guy who was black, and Shep called him bro. Is that what you're going to say? No, 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 no. It wasn't that. It was that all of the extras in this scene that were on the hike that were supposed to be guests at the resort were all of the same exact extras that, like, just moments earlier in the movie were the other employees of the activities department. You're right. It was the same (laughs) group of people. Yes. The people on the hike were also your employees? Yes. 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 No, I didn't know. Jason, you are absolutely right. Because at first, (laughs) I thought it was like a work thing. Because I did. I thought it was like a work thing. No, they were just repurposing extras and did a poor job of it. Jeez. That's funny. Then I guess I'm the target audience because I didn't even notice. (laughs) Well, you did notice the the, the microaggression. (laughs) I noticed that where you called the one black person. Bro. Bro. Hey, brother. <laughs> right. Excuse me. <laughs> oh, that happens more than you know, Kurt. <laughs> that happens all the time. <laughs> oh, so, so she's so first she's afraid to do the zip line, but then she does the zip line. I like how he sprung it on him. And sprung then, it on her. Like, did, did, did the rest of the people know they were going to be on a zip line? I guess they do. They work there, so. Well, no, they don't work there. Right. They're, they're, you know. they're guests that signed up for this hike, but they probably signed a waiver. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Right. Guess what, everybody? You're all, you're all going to get a zip line now. Okay. So then that night, they were going for a tiki dinner, mm-hmm. right? And she's dressed up. Oh, that's right. And by the way, Eric and um, Katie were not sharing a room. I wasn't sure about that. That wasn't and clear, was it? That, oh, I actually didn't realize that. Well, no, that because, makes like, sense. For dinner, for like they would, they would meet up at places. That's true. Oh, they weren't sharing they, a room. Who on yeah. earth? God, this is on a different planet. Well, right. also this this resort, like what seemed like it should have been a sexy couples getaway. There were an awful lot of kids at this resort. A lot. Yeah. A lot. So you're gonna go to romantic. Uh, resort and you're going to get uh, separate rooms. Yeah. Okay. Well, mm. it is a Hallmark was, movie. Mm-hmm. It, I, I, that's, I totally believe that that's true. I just, I di- it didn't even register, but now that you say that, I'm like, oh yeah, that makes sense. Okay. That so that makes me depressed. <laughs> okay. So, so, so she's a, so she shows up for dinner and it's going to be like this nice romantic dinner. And like he had petals, like she had to follow these roses. A lot, yeah. Mm -hmm. And but she's walking on the rose petals, and she sees a lizard. No, what's what? Would that stop you guys? No, No, you walk around it. It's a fucking iguana. It's it's not a rat. It's a it's a it's an iguana. You walk around, you sit down and start eating, and maybe even throw it some chicken or something. And and like iguana is gonna hurt you. Eric was such a douche about it in the next scene because he was like complaining about like I can't believe we saw this at a what's supposed to be a five star resort. I'm like, you went to a fucking tropical island. What the fuck do you expect? 
You're in the jungle. You're invading you're, you're, their space. Yeah. Right. Right. This is the lizard's home, not yours. Yeah. They should be complaining. And then they they all they go to like the restaurant there at the at the resort instead of like because they're so freaked out by this iguana they don't want to sit in their beautiful cabana they're like oh right. let's go to the resort and they, like this nice restaurant and it's like they called it a nice restaurant but it had like big uh like signs in the background like promoting specials and stuff like it was a Chili's it looked like a Howard Johnson yeah yeah and meanwhile that's outside too there's gonna be iguanas. At, 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 you know, at, at the restaurant as well. So, and it was one iguana. It wasn't like several. No. Yeah, I guess and I'd be iguana, weird that. Yeah, if there was like a fleet of iguanas coming my way, then oh, I might be a little for sure, or like a mountain lion or something like that. Yes, then be afraid. But it's a it's an iguana that's going to move real slow and it's just hanging out and, on those rose puddles. And if you notice, the iguana was ignoring them. Yeah, <laughs> he wasn't even paying attention. to The them. iguana was bored by them. Yeah. That's what it was. He yeah. fell asleep. He's like, oh, these two. <laughs> Who could blame him? <laughs> uh, okay. So, so, so then, right? So, so then they, they get involved in this couple's game. Oh, yeah, contest. But, but, but they didn't know any of the answers. But come on. They're not even sharing a room. How much can you know? Can, can we please, <laughs> for the love of God, Hallmark, get, like, stop making trivia contests Stop a thing it. in your movies Please. like it's something that everyone is like clamoring to do it's not it's not and certainly Stop not it. it's certainly not a ro- a romantic ghetto because it wasn't even like it was everyone was competing on a level playing field with the trivia like you know random stuff about tv shows or sports it was like they were basically playing the dating game and the rest of those yahoos that were there trying to play <laughs> they, they didn't get to play but they all stood around watching these complete strangers play this boring game it was so yeah. terrible yeah. yeah, the people who didn't have any lines, they weren't allowed to play, really. And then, uh, no, I agree. I don't want to see these 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 uh, trivia things. I'm also getting tired of seeing people who are planners, wedding planners, event planners. Enough of this. Activities directors. Because this yeah, is basically the plot of that movie we watched a couple weeks ago. The and guy that was, like, giving hikes it, that And was then they work. put it down. It's like a, what do you call it? It's like a passive-aggressive thing. They show it as yeah. like, a, like a cool job, and then it's like, oh, but is this really what you want to be doing? Yeah, because yeah, I'm living in a tropical locale. Yeah, if you're running yeah. all of the activities at a giant resort like that, that's probably a pretty big deal of a job. Yeah, like if hospitality was your career, that's not a bad job at yeah. all. And there's yes, people want- who make a career out of hospitality. Yes, but he wanted to be a notary public. He gave <laughs> <Right>? that up. <laughs> That I would watch that Hallmark movie. Somebody that that that's their real aspiration is I'm gonna be a notary public. Okay, this next scene, like the moment when I, I get my seal. Been, this next scene, I would have been livid, livid. I would have been so mad. Okay, what happened? So angry because they show up for this boat ride. And she's going to go, and it's with this potential new boss. It was supposed to be a yacht. They were supposed to go on a yacht ride with yeah. Gus, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But they get there, and it turns out to be a sailboat. But not. it was not a shitty sailboat. It was It was a nice sailboat. Oh, I'm curious what, what you're mad about here. Okay. Oh, I, I'm mad about it, too. 
Because well, so they show up, they're the ready to go. Okay, yeah. Well, okay, so they show up. This guy invites you. She shows up, and it's, he's a potential boss. Mm-hmm. And it's not like she was like, oh, no, I'm not interested. I'm not going to go. She shows up, and before they get on the boat, she's like, oh, no, I've changed my mind. Oh, see, th- like, that's I, I'm mad for a different no. reason than you are, I think, Les. And because I'm like, are you kidding me? You didn't have to, you could have said, I'm not interested. Now, now you've embarrassed me in front of this guy who I'm trying to get a job from. No, so yeah. Okay. I don't really, I don't exactly agree with that. But okay. Well, yeah. Uh, my, my take on this, that? I actually agree with Kate. I think she did the right thing here. She was reluctant to go on this, this, thing anyway because she didn't want to be in the open water but you know a yacht is a lot you know it, it's it doesn't move around as much it, it feels much more safe when you're on it and she gets there and it's not a yacht it's not a big huge yacht it's a, a sailboat and it's a completely different game. It's sort of be like if you're afraid of heights and somebody's like, you know, just go on this hike. It's it's tall, but like, you know, you're not going to fall off the mountain and you kind of reluctantly go and then you get there and you're like, actually, we're going skydiving. Right. Well, yeah. Well, the thing is, I, I do appreciate the fact. I mean, people do have legitimate fears and some people respect those fears and some people do don't so much and they, so I, I i kind of uh i internalized that when i was watching this now i'll take this one step further and this is why i would have been really pissed off and broken up with her ass so yeah. you're afraid of open water you don't mm-hmm. go on this boat you mm-hmm. go home but then you're dicking around and going paddle boarding with this guy in open water well, I'm i agree with that so pissed that well so, mad. so that's different because that's not in the middle of the ocean where, like, if you sink, you die. When you're paddleboarding, you're really close to the shore, mm-hmm. and she's literally oh. with a guy that does this every day. Yeah. Oh, no, 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 no. If you're not going to go on this boat, your ass better be on shore, like, baking in the sun. I better not catch you in the water on a paddleboat. I, I, think he would, I think a lot of people would be would have... Uh, attitude. I think I would have been a little pissed off too. Like, oh wait a minute, you just overcame your fear and you went in the water. Right. Like, what's, what's going on here? He was a right. dick though, because he, yeah. if he didn't lie to her about it, he certainly was trying. I'm talking about Eric. He was certainly trying to get her to go on this boat because it was beneficial to him, knowing that it was she was already afraid of the yacht, but she was doing it for him and like he wasn't upfront about it or Gus wasn't upfront. It's a fucking sailboat. I don't blame her yeah. one bit from walking away from that. Well, no, the walking away, I'll give you that. Mm-hmm. But then to get back in the water and go paddle boarding, I'd be like, oh, yeah. no, ma'am. Yeah. No, ma'am. No. <laughs> no, ma'am. You, you keep your ass out of the water. Because they <laughs> even justified water, it. Let's they justified it a little bit in the paddleboarding scene because she fell off and then realized that she, she was only, uh, you know, her feet only went about two feet underwater and hit the, hit the mm-hmm. floor. So it wasn't going to be dangerous. She overcame her fear. Yeah, yeah I guess. Uh, I get it. I mean, no, I, ma'am. I, I get her walking away from the. Mm-hmm. She's like, I, I don't. And she's like, she almost tries to do it. Uh, no, I'm not ready for this. I, I kind of. So then anyway, Eric's on the boat. He's talking to Gus about Katie. Um, meanwhile, Katie is talking to Shep. 
I'm telling Shep that she's not enjoying this vacation. I give her that because she's like, I'm not, we're not spending time together and we're here on vacation. But then again, you're not even sharing a room. So, you know. Yeah. Yeah. What, I wrote, what do you expect? I wrote my, I wrote my notes that uh, Kate needs to get laid. Yeah. And that. And she was trying. Cool. And then Shep then tries to bowl her over with yet another platitude. And then they somehow end up horseback riding. Mm-hmm. And then, well, not only oh, them, but also their, their doubles. Whenever these horses started racing and stuff like that, you know, all of a sudden it was a very a wide shot, and it wasn't them on the horses anymore. Well, before we even get to the horseback riding, we had that scene with Gus and Eric on the boat and they're they're talking about you know gus is talking about like kate seems like a keeper um uh-huh. he's, he's spouting some platitudes about pearls or something and it that's the moment i was like is he trying to do some sort of indecent proposal thing like that would be he, cool. he's eric. like it's like the two it's only him and eric on this boat like what gus isn't married but he's talking about how great marriage is but like He's there by himself, and Eric's there with him, and it, it just, it was so creepy. And then That's the song would go, yeah. remember the song from, from A Decent Proposal? This is no ordinary love. Remember? Was that by Lauren no. Christie? It's by Sade. Oh, oh, that was, okay, that. never mind. I remember that song, but I don't remember that. Yeah, it was from, Indecent, it was from A Decent Proposal. Mm-hmm. Remember that? Yeah, I'll give you a million dollars to sleep with your wife. Well, there were two movies that came out with the same story. There was also Honeymoon in Vegas that came out around there. Yes, one was a comedy, and one well, was the, a yeah. a drama. Well, with the indecent proposal, I'd be like, "Yes, I'll take the million dollars," and it is Robert Redford. So go ahead, Honeymoon. You know who besides um, Nicolas Cage and Sarah Jessica Parker who was in Honeymoon in Vegas? Who? No, Bruno Mars. Wait. Bruno, Bruno Mars, Mars was the young the young Elvis impersonator. He was in that oh. movie when he was like 12 years old. I like Bruno Mars. Me too. Did you know that uh, Quentin really Tarantino? Did. Quentin Tarantino played an Elvis impersonator on The Golden Girls. I did know that. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. And look at him today. Is yep. that is that look the takeaway from the show playing an Elvis impersonator can re- be a real boon to your career? Right, right. You'll make you'll make shoot about movies. Okay, so okay, so is this the part where Eric told Gus that I'm gonna share property with her? No, that's a little bit later. Okay. I think. So anyway, oh wait, uh, but, 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 I'm just trying to find my spot. Oh, they're talking oh. about the horses. Sorry, I cut you off. None of yeah. those horses. So then, it, so once again, it's well, there, it's no big deal because it was just another platitude. You know, face your fear, blah, blah, blah. Accessories. Well, then they're going to race on these horses. Right. Which is not easy to do. You ever rode a horse? Yeah. Like racing on, hard. Racing on a horse. And neither were these actors, like I said. So, so then um, we have a sightseeing montage. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of B-roll that was used in this. There's a lot of the second unit people 
got a lot of well, work wait, in this. B- b- before the uh, the the sightseeing <laughs> montage, I called it a a uh, shitty souvenir shopping montage. Uh, oh, where's that? <laughs> but I had, I had feelings about that, yeah. But uh, I, I also noted that uh, there's a scene where Gus and Eric are walking slowly on the beach, and my Why? friend that that I endured this movie with me pointed out that Gus's speech rhythm, like his speech pattern, sounded very similar to Barack Obama. Because you know how when Obama speaks, he sort of that. talks a couple words, and then he keeps going. Yes. You know, it's like there's like sort of unusually yeah. placed pauses. Gus spoke like that. I could see that. Oh, and then things get really kind of indecent proposal-ish because then Eric calls uh, Katie and informs her that he's spending the night. Yeah. With Gus. Yeah, yeah. He's spending the night with Gus. Do we skip over something? So, Do we skip yeah. over them them when they were out in the water? I know we, we, we mentioned this before. When they're out in the water and they, they have the, the boats. Oh. They're... The shark. Oh yeah, she thinks oh. she sees a shark, which is ridiculous. That's no, when she fell. They go out into the water with these like uh, windsurfer kind of things, and there there must be a name for this. They're stand up oh, paddleboarding. Paddle stand up paddleboarding. Paddleboarding. Yeah. Yeah. She thinks she sees a shark because there's a plastic fin, and I guess this was in the script, and she didn't even know how to sell it because it's such a stupid line. Like, is that a shark? And no, yeah. that's a piece of plastic, and you know that. So at this point of the movie, I was like cursing under my breath, and like yeah, yeah. during during this shitty souvenir shopping montage. No, yeah, we didn't get I to that yet. No, we're here now. Yeah. Oh, oh we are. I mean, okay, we guess we skip. Okay. Why? What did we skip? No, no. I thought we we we, we were we were at the uh, when the it's out in the water. But okay, I'll catch up. And then the horseback riding is after that. Yeah. Yeah. I got it. I got it. Okay. And then Eric was like, I'm, I'm spending the night with, uh, you know, on the down low. Yeah. And so the, it was at that moment that, that Kate and um, Shep decided that they're going to go shopping. Right. And talk about like Mayan toilets. <laughs> yes, that's right. Shopping. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. All that crap. I wrote ha- hanging shells equals garbage. Yeah. There's a ukulele. It's a bunch of crap. So, so then they have like a heart to heart talk and then they, they bring up the trope that they use in all of the movies. He was a lawyer. He, he, he was a lawyer. What is that noise? That's my phone. Your phone has been going off the hook tonight, Les. You are popular. I know. This was my husband. I'll tell you, Lauren, I swear she's, she's trending. It's coming up on Twitter, Instagram, WhatsApp. So, um, she's all over the place. So, um, <laughs> what was I saying? Shitty oh, souvenir shopping. So, so then, so then they have the talk. Yeah. And he says that he was a lawyer, a divorce lawyer. No, that's fun. Why did he, he think was that was going to work? He, he thought, I, I, I've got to mend there or something. Uh, how do you think that was going to be a. Pleasant experience. He said, he actually said it in the, the dialogue of the script. You know, they had four writers, so they were able to figure this part out. Uh, that that uh, he, when he first got into it, he actually liked it because he was helping people, uh, you know, move on to a more positive place in their life. And it was like a transition. But then he realized it was all about the money. 
Right. It, well, all about he, he, up he didn't assets. know that before. No. Anyway, I like when they're at that Mayan fountain. Mm-hmm. They're throwing stuff. That throwing was cool. Coins. That I did like. But they're throwing coins in. He's like, make a wish, make a wish. And then um, Eric calls a calls her, and he goes, well, I guess your wish came true. Yeah, that's what she wished for when she put the right. coin in the fountain. I hope Eric, Eric calls me. I like it. <laughs> Shep, as he's you know talking about how like the Mayans were known for uh, you know all of their plumbing technology, and so they were they were known for making fountains and toilets. Uh, after that, he then goes into this big thing about like you know it's this secret thing to throw a coin in a fountain and your wish comes true, as if that isn't a thing at every single fucking fountain on Earth. Right. And no, because there was a and there was that movie, you know, the movie that we've talked about before. Three coins and a fountain. Yeah. What's that? There's a movie called Three. Three. Les has talked about this before. Yeah. Yes, we've talked about this before. With like, I think it was Suzanne Plachet, oh, and okay. like, <laughs> yeah, I think Suzanne Plachet was like one of the women, and Suzanne you know, Plachette. and then and then they had a remake in the '80s with Stephanie Kramer and Lonnie Anderson and one other person. Less, which, what do you think happens more? Uh, Eric Roberts forgets that he was in one of the hundreds of movies that he was in, or Kurt forgets about things that we've mentioned on this podcast? I'm well, sorry. Kurt, I've had a lot of medication. Forget. I say that with love. <laughs> I've had a lot of medication. I remember King Ralph, though. Yeah, you do. <laughs> King Ralph. I've had this um, prescription medication. I've had a lot of it. So, And what happens oh. is when you, when you take prescription medication uh, – What's her name? Suzanne Plachette references just seem to leave your brain first. It like it just, it kind of carves that up. She was in the Shaggy DA. Was she? Yeah, I think so. I know. Yeah. I remember she was in. Yes. I remember was. she was in Oh God book two. Oh, not in the first one, only the sequel. <laughs> no, no, no. The first one's Terry Gar. Um, uh, and no, she's in the she's in the second one. I, I gotta admit, I, I did not have Suzanne Plachette rabbit hole uh, marked on our uh, pop culture bingo card for today, but that's a good one. Suzanne Plachette. Suzanne Plachette in one of one of my favorite series, Newhart. Oh, yeah. No, the Bob Newhart show. You remember? Newhart. Oh, series endings. Okay, no, you Newhart, cut out there. You cut out there at the, the right second, when you the said ending. Newhart. Yes. Oh. The second Newhart yeah, where he wakes up and she's in bed from the Bob Newhart show. Yes. Yeah, that was quite like it, all, it was all a dream. Yes. That's good stuff. I saw that when it okay. aired first run. I remember seeing that. Same. Okay, so all of a sudden, they're line dancing. <laughs> oh, yeah. And bad line I feel dancing. like EDM music. <laughs> it was so weird. <laughs> Imagine like yeah. Skrillex and then people are like line dancing to it. Well, they're eating a lobster. Yeah. They, they ate a lobster and she's like, I'm just, I'm, I'm a big bloated, big fat pig. And he said, well, listen, he said, there's a, there's a, uh, there's, there's, there's a cure for that. And then all of a sudden they walk into a big like exercise show. They also, we, we didn't even comment on the fact that when they were uh, going to go get the lobster, she invited him to the lobster dinner uh, in the middle of the afternoon. She's like, well, they've already started preparing the lobster. Doesn't lobster only take like a few minutes in the boiling water? Yeah, then you just throw it in the water. Yeah, I, didn't even eat lob- yeah. I didn't even eat lobster, and I know that. Yeah. I feel bad for the lobster. That it's very inhumane. Life for this movie. 
yeah, it's me. The lobster's still alive. Come on, how wouldn't you wouldn't like if someone did that to you? Um, yeah, that's that. Um, <laughs> oh, I was gonna say, no man is gonna be okay with this, as you said, Les. Uh, they're not going to be happy that she's out in the water, but then she's spending the whole day, his whole, all these activities, going out to dinner. No, no, no guy should be happy about this. Uh, no, absolutely, one hundred percent, no. But he created this situation. He ditched her on their vacation. Yeah, yeah. that's what, that's where I said cuckold. That's where I said it's yeah. possible. Right. He, cuckold situation because no straight man would leave their girlfriend to go and spend the night with another guy <laughs> yeah. yeah i don't know who knows what's yeah going on like next. why why what? isn't kate upset about eric hanging out with gus yeah, you know, little, and think about it. Yeah. Gus was like, you know, he was a good he was an older man, but he was a good-looking older and man. Very he's rich. Yeah, he's got money. Yeah. Yeah. By oh, the way, so- Melinda Gates if you're uh, if you're listening. I, I oh, right. Uh, but I'll tell you, no woman is going to deal with this either. So no woman is going to deal with like her boyfriend going out with some other some no. other woman. That's not going to go. Right. No. But in the in the Hallmark universe, though, nobody has sex anyway. <laughs> like they were in separate rooms, so she probably like maybe maybe these characters are virgins. Like we don't know. Maybe. <laughs> I could tell you from oh, experience. So then- but Gus is oh, Gus is going to awake something in Eric. <laughs> right. So, oh, so then so then so then um Kate. Katie, Katie, Katie gets a call from her, her friend slash coworker Sally. I'm gonna insert a platitude into you. <laughs> right. oh. What's that to, mean? Oh, <laughs> I got your platitude right here. Is that a platitude in your pocket? Are you happy to see me? It's a successory. <laughs> so I got so a, anyway, turn off the lights. I got a successory for you. So Katie gets a call from her friend slash coworker Sally, and Katie's boss wants Nosy. to see her presentation, even though Katie is on vacation and told them she was going to be on vacation. <laughs> you know, Sally needs to get her shit together and get a life. It just it just seems like she's living vicariously through Kate. She is uh, right. You know, that's weird. Her whole life. Is so Kate. then we we see Eric. We we see Eric and Gus again, walking, you know, together, like men hand do. Hand. After a night, that's fun. After a night, this is like an erectile dif- dysfunction Eric, commercial. They're like hand in hand on the beach, essentially. What happens on a random <laughs> island Gus, stays on a random island. Well, whatever they did the night before worked because Gus offered Eric a job. I, actually, I guess I owe you now. I actually wrote in my notes at this point. They totally boned last night, right? Right? <laughs> who? No, I'm not going to ask. Oh, I'll just ask. Who do you think was the top and who was the bottom in that situation? <laughs> uh, I think Eric's miss- the bottom. Yeah, because yeah. he wanted the job. Yeah. So what? Yeah. So who is it? Eric. Eric was the bottom. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think I think I'm, Gus, I'm Gus sure. is Gus is a powerful man in many ways. Because <laughs> Gus, Gus and Gus had like Gus had like big dick energy. <laughs> he did. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, I'm gonna cry. 
That's great. I didn't think about that when I was watching this movie, but I'll tell you. I'm thinking about it now. That's all I can think about. (laughs) Welcome to my daily existence when I meet people. (laughs) Oh, okay. So now they're on the beat. No. Oh, so then Shep is with these kids, right? Like, and and you're right. Um, you're you're right. Shep really does do everything, Jason. You yeah. said that he he does every. He's now he's babysitting. Yep. Yeah, because they were like short-handed in daycare, so now it falls to him. Like, really? Yeah, mm-hmm. he's babysitting, and, and not even one kid, like a bunch of kids. Yeah. So yeah. And so, who's, who's doing the other stuff while he's doing that? Who's getting the rafts off the off the pool? Who's serving drinks? That it's for him. Work, well, Isaac is serving at, drinks. Working at that hot dog stand, or whatever. This is like, you know, like Isaac on the love boat. He was always at whatever bar the scene was set. Isaac was there. Right. (laughs) Right. Right. And so then, okay, so then, um, so then Kate tells a story to the kids about a plat about a platypus. Well, yeah, because Shep picked her out, like said, oh, you're going to help me, like, with these kids and she like reluctantly agrees and then he pimps her out and makes her tell a story. Right. And it's the same story that she's had for years. Les Kirkendall Barrett has like 60 different shows. This woman's got one story that she keeps yanking out of her ass. Yeah. About a platypus. And then she gave the explanation about a platypus and I just, you know, (laughs) tuned out for a second. These kids are fascinated. All kids. All kids want to sit around here, hear a story like that. Oh, a story! What was she saying about the platypus, though? I don't know. I tuned she was out. Grabbing... Nobody. Was I was listening. reading Soap Opera Digest and watching this movie. Yeah, at the I, same I checked out. At this back. point, my my friend and I that were watching this movie, we were discussing Eric, and we decided that Eric is Matt Gates if Matt Gates were hot. Now, did you have to continue turning to your friend and going? They're normally not this bad. Um, well, he knows he's heard me talk about it and his brother actually listens to the podcast regularly. Uh, so he knows. And then I made him as a palate cleanser after we watched this, I had him watch the first few minutes of just what the doctor ordered. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. That cures everything. Yeah, it really does. (laughs) That cures everything. And all is forgiven. Yeah. Oh, so then Gus and Eric are talking. And Gus is like, so what are your plans for this young lady? And Eric is like, I'm going to ask her to buy a loft. And Gus looks at him like, you idiot. No, you need to get married because I'm married. And then we can both have beards. (laughs) Jeez. (laughs) He didn't say that. But where was his wife? I don't know. He's going on and on about the virtues of marriage and how great it is and how it's great for business. Where's his fucking wife? At uh, home because she's used to Gus going out on weekends playing with other men. They just don't home, talk about it. At home getting a massage by the pool boy. If, if I were his wife and, you know, if Gus has that Man. big dick that that we predict or predicted moments ago, like, what's she doing? Sitting home thinking about it. Right. Waiting for it to come back. Right. Maybe she, no, she's shopping. No, he's <laughs> not at that shitty souvenir shop. She's, she's, not. she's shopping. <laughs> <laughs> she bought a nice, nice shell necklace and a ukulele. Yeah. Okay. And, and, and he gets nope. home. So he's then, like, wow, is that a new puka shell you're wearing? Ooh. Okay. So this is where Gus then turns sexist. 
Because he turns sexist because he's like, listen, Eric, you need to marry her because a woman needs a man to grow old with. You need to get married. Ugh. And I'm a like, well, that's very sexist. That's what he says. Yeah. Oh, he said a woman needs a man okay. to grow old with. And it's like, that's very sexist, Gus. A woman doesn't need a man. She wants a man. She wants a man. She could have a man, but she can grow old without a man. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. So then when Gus, so now that Gus told Eric that he needed to get married, all of a sudden he wants to get married. And then, you know, Gus is like, and, and I suggest you watch Brokeback Mountain. They need it <laughs> Even though Les and I have, have uh, lobbied against watching that movie. I do not like that yeah. movie. I tried. I even went to the theater and everything. Same. Didn't work. I was very mad because all the rest, I was watching Brokeback Mountain and all the rest of my friends were going to a circuit party and I wanted to go. But my boyfriend at the time wanted to go and see Brokeback fucking Mountain. That's a whole other story. Well, we're going to I said, I like, I, 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 I'm not going to, I'm not going to die on a hill about it, but I I did like the movie. There's always these backlashes of popular movies. And I have to defend La La Land. I, like uh, I didn't, I didn't love La La Land either. I didn't, I didn't hate I it, do. but I didn't love it. I was kind of bored. Enjoyed La La Land. With and La, La I, Land? And, and now there's Nomad, Nomad Land. Never that's, a desire to see it. I don't want to see uh, Frances McDormand shit in a bucket. It's good. No. She should shit in a mining fountain. Good, though. It is good, though. It is good. But I, there's a backlash. I'll see on Why? Facebook. Oh, There'll because be a thread. The people, oh, because the people are not actors or not no people, some people just don't like it they're like i don't as you said i don't want to watch francis mcdormand shit. these people are, are dirty and then they'll say they're dirty but they're just like i don't want to watch these people it's like there's a this is a really good movie great performances and my and my only issue and it's not even a big issue was that they weren't actor actors and you could tell I'm not, a, I, yeah, and, yeah, and, yeah. and, you know, to be fair, I've not seen it, but anytime they do do that in a movie, I'm not usually a fan of the movie less. Like I've usually sit there I just kind yeah, of yeah. like, I'm taken out of the thing that's supposed to seem more natural because it seems so unnaturally natural. Yeah. Cause, well, it, cause their line reading, but I liked the movie, but like with their line readings, you could tell that they weren't actors. Yeah. Yeah. And also they don't look like people you usually see in movies or tv these are like real real people they, they found real people who were like nomads yeah and, and that didn't and movie. that didn't even that doesn't even bother me it was just the fact though that with their line readings you yeah. just tell wow but i enjoyed it yeah i like uh, oh anyway. okay oh so then all of a sudden and miss katie who is you know dealing with her boyfriend running around all of a sudden decides to get judgy against Shep because Shep was telling her how he likes to move around and she turns into like Judge Judy and is like well you need to stay in one place and then well because yeah he was talking about how what he was uh, really wanting to pursue was family law you wanted right. to help families. And she's like, well, you can't really, you know, have a family if you're like never in one place for more than two minutes. She tells him he's well, hiding from life. Yeah. 
Well, maybe he's just looking <laughs> for a place that he likes. Yeah. You know? Okay, so then this next part, I just put, wrote, Shep was talking to his sidekick. The, she had a weird <laughs> accent, right? Yes. I didn't notice that. I was trying to figure out how she, old she was. First, I thought she was like a, I was like a, like a kid. And then I guess she was in her 20s. I don't know. She was very happy. Uh, yeah, she, she, and she was adorable, but there was something affected about the way she was speaking. And I don't know if it was an actual accent, if she was trying to cover an accent and it, not doing oh. a good job of it. it, it she just, it sounded, I, I couldn't even place what it might have been. Hmm. So then, so then all of a sudden, Katie whips out her book that she's been carrying around for decades and starts working on it. Peg the platypus. Well, she yeah. was working on a sketch. She started drawing the platypus. And, and then... For um, her, that's oh, waiting. So then Shep then drops a bomb. Guess what, Katie? I, at one point in my life, was engaged. Yeah. Well, this is when they're on a jungle cruise. Now they're on another boat. Mm -hmm. She can't and, stay out of the water now. Yeah. Right. And then if I was Eric, I'd be like, oh, so I see you can go uh, in the water with this guy and have no problem. <laughs> That's uh, you the go to boat with that, him. That's the conversation that would that, that would be had. So yeah, so you go on a you go on a boat with him and that's okay. You're all of a sudden safe. But with me, you can't go on a boat. Well, maybe if you had stuck around, I would have gone on the boat with you. But instead, you're off there gallivanting with Gus. Well, I was yeah. trying to get a job. I'm trying to get a job for both of us because, you know, a step up for me is a step up for both you, Both of too. us, we're not engaged. Right. We, don't, we don't even share a room at this sexy resort. Well, because I respect you. <laughs> Our role playing is is I imagine as good or bad as the acting in Nomadland outside of Francis McDormand. Oh, we've Nomadland a lot. You haven't even seen it. I know. I said I suspect that it is. Terry, um, uh, yeah, no, it's. I, but I, I agree with with the rest of. of, of, of now, of this is one part I did find cool. They went to that place called a Cino. Which was like a cave. Okay, it was yeah. like a cave, but it, there was water. Like it was almost like a natural spring almost. Yeah. They walk, it don't cool. walk underground. They walk in this cave. That was a perfect opportunity for him to murder her. Yeah. Or to make out with her. Well, like I, I thought that maybe it was like, uh, you know, the Temple of Doom or like a, like right. a big old coke fueled orgy down there Lost or like or like, or an, like an eyes wide shut deal, as my friend put it. My friend Bradley. <laughs> Kate That'd Capshaw cool. pops out because remember Kate Capshaw was in Indiana Jones and the yeah. Second of Doom. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. See, I remember that she was in she, the Love Letter, and she'd um, go, "Oh my god, oh my god," and then they'd fall. <laughs> there was a bat down there, and I've been in those kind of mm -hmm. caves, like caverns, you know. Yeah, uh, you you probably have too. Jason, because they have those in Pennsylvania. Yeah, Crystal Caves. Like yeah, there's and, another and there one too. Bats. You 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 walk around it, you see bats sleeping. Yeah. They're all hanging. It's just like stalactites and stalagmites. It's basically like yeah. if if rocks dripped the same way that icicles do and are formed. So if like you know the minerals or whatever just drip, it it, it forms oh. this sort of like rock icicle. Uh, I know that, that and that did look cool. Yeah. 
but you do see some sleeping bats in there. They're, they're sleeping, but these people, one of them woke up and started flying around them. And then they grabbed each other, the, the Sepp and Kate, because they were like, oh, my God, and they grabbed each other. But then yep. they gave each other that look, you know, the Hallmark look. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. We, and and no, they, they, they almost suck face. Right. But then they go back to the hotel, and Eric is back, and um, Shep gets a look of – he gets a jealous look on his face. Hmm. And so then Eric and Katie go to dinner. Eric proposes. And it's never a good sign when you propose to someone and their answer is, I need to think about it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He, he was That's very understanding, though. That means it's a no. Also, so the, their their dinner was they, they were in that cabana they were supposed to have dinner at earlier. So no rose petals this time. But they're sitting there, no. and he's pouring champagne. And as he's pouring it, he's like, oh, I forgot to get ice. It's warm. I'm like, why would you need to throw that line of dialogue in there? Like, if it were actually warm on the day of shooting, you wouldn't need to say that. Um, no. And also, if you were actually at that resort, you wouldn't have been the one handling the ice. The the hotel staff would have been. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's actually, not like a taste division. You know. Actually, where was Shep? He was slacking. He should have been opening the. He does everything else. Well, he did well, show he was, up. Remember. He was doing. He was doing okay, right. He was doing it. Yeah, but he was also babysitting the kids and uh, doing vacuuming, the dishes. He was clean. He was pool. cleaning three hundred two. Right, he was he was playing Willie Loman in the um, in their, uh, <laughs> in the, the salesman. Yeah. Not only do I love that he's like he's in the production there, but they're doing Death of a Salesman. Yeah. Right. <laughs> oh, okay. So then Shep finds out he got the job in Tahiti, and he Ooh. wants to leave as soon as possible. So then, he wants to leave the Katie, movie as soon as possible. He wants to he wants to leave leave the island. Oh, then, yeah, okay, so this is an HR issue because Sally calls um, Katie and is like, "The boss is pissed. She wants your presentation." But Katie is on vacation. Isn't this like paid time yeah. off? Yeah. So your boss can't mess with you because you're off, and the boss signed up on it. So you can't. That, isn't mm-hmm. that an HR issue? Absolutely. Well, well, and, and also, right. like, it was it was made clear that the presentation wasn't due until a later date. So now they're, right. like, trying to change the date on her. Okay. And, so you're going to so go to HR and complain about your boss? That might not work out. Well, okay, but People here's the it. deal. If I'm on vacation and I'm a normal person, I'm on yeah. vacation. I don't bring my work with me on vacation. That's why it's called a vacation. Right. And the flip side of that is Katie, Kate could have used that as leverage. Oh, if I'm so important that you can't do this presentation without me in the two weeks that I'm away from my job, then I guess it is time to give me that promotion. Exactly. So anyway, Shep is going to Tahiti and he wants to go like now. Like I'm out, like I'm done. Goodbye. Yeah. So, but then all of a sudden, okay, so then the kids show up and demand another story. 
Yeah, they're like, like they were like they were like scouring this fucking resort for this like hey middle aged lady who we don't know. Can you just stop your day and tell us a story? Yeah, really? So and, is this and, mean? Yeah, yeah. Oh no, go ahead. No, no, I don't even know if we saw these kids earlier. It was that that one boy who he looked a little too old to be wanting to hear a story. I think he was one of the kids from was the other he? scene. Oh, yeah. yeah, I guess he was. Yeah. And, All right. And, and, so because so then why were these kids wandering wandering around alone? You know, since Shep left, now there's no one to sit. Because they're because their parents are having an orgy with Gus right now. They're on an island elsewhere. Right. Well, that's the only thing that makes any sense. Yeah, so the kids are, like, <laughs> running around like a pack of animals. Yeah. And kids would want to do that. They don't want to watch their iPad or anything. Like, they want to, if, they want to walk mean, up to the stranger this woman. gorgeous beach. There's all these activities right. and things to do in the beach. And they're like, oh, hey, strange lady. Like, I, I know I'm a 12-year-old kid, but what I want to do right now is have you tell me a story about a platypus. Right. You know, it's like, no, oh, there's no, no. only a beach, a beach, She's a pool. Got- she can't tell the platypus story anymore. She's got. She actually has to make up another story, but she can't. So she makes up like a, a veiled story about her life. Yeah. Now I'm a 12 year old boy. I don't want to hear your story about princesses. I don't. I don't hear. I don't hear you say anything. In fact, well, it's and it's 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 really a story about existential <laughs> crises, and <laughs> they were riveted. Oh right. yeah, these kids. They they wanted to hear the end. Right. <laughs> the end is grim. <laughs> So, so then, after after the story, boring the kids to death. Oh my lord! Then go, Katie then goes to Eric and dumps him. You know, she doesn't want yeah. her life to be defined by work anymore. I did like at least finally it's a little more realistic about it because sometimes they show people breaking up in these movies. Hey, I understand that you want to go somewhere else. This time, Eric is just like left there <laughs> alone. You just I, see the back of his head. <laughs> I had actually predicted to my friend that uh, because they always sort of defang any co- sort of conflict in these movies, I thought for sure that Eric was going to be the one to end things with Kate. I thought he was going right. to come to her and say, you know, I had this realization. That like I am not giving you everything, and like I'm clearly more focused on my career than I am you. I want to set you free. I thought it was going to be one of those. I'm glad it wasn't. So, so then, Katie's looking for Shep, and they're like, Shep left. He's he's gone. Goodbye. He left. And <laughs> then, um, Katie goes to a bus stop. <laughs> So when she went to find him, she went to that that like office where Bob worked and the girl with the weird accent. Were, so like uh-huh. the, and so Shep's in there like typing like a goodbye email or yeah, he was in, in, in there like typing a goodbye email or whatever. And they've got this big whiteboard behind him of activities and uh-huh. they had multiple ceviche tastings scheduled. There was like ceviche, ceviche? like three days a week, like ceviche, ceviche, ceviche. They love it. It's like a, um, isn't it kind of like a salsa ish type of thing? Cold, it's like cold tomato soup. Yeah. Oh, okay. It ceviche tastings, and then like one of the days had like all these fun activities, and then one of the activities was lecture. <laughs> well, there you go. <laughs> there you have it. And then followed by a ceviche tasting, of course. Yeah. I'll skip the lecture. So, so then there, she's at the bus stop. Then she goes to the fountain, and guess who's at the fountain? 
Shep. And then they start kissing. And then we go to one year later. They had a whole drama, though. They didn't kiss yet. He he did leave. He walked away. He was going to get on the bus. The the bus sat. I guess the bus was this this public transportation bus was specifically for him. Yeah, they were were in no hurry to keep to his schedule. No, the bus driver couldn't say anything because he was he was an extra, I guess. So, uh, (laughs) so so he was was one of the the uh, the employees at the resort, and he was a guest there too. Yeah, right. (laughs) So then he he went back and said, "Wait, I forgot something." It's like, how's this going to work? So then, one year later, Mm -hmm. they're they're at the the resort. Yeah, Uh, yeah. Um, Shep and Katie's yeah. now a famous writer. Well, a little girl sees her from like, what else from like a mile away. Uh, oh well, yeah. So the, uh, what happens? Oh, so the the young girl you said has had the um, indistinguishable um, accent. She's now the act, act, activities director. I thought she was a she was a teenager at the beginning of the movie, but I guess not. And then. Um, Shep is now practicing family law, and a little girl spots Kate from like a mile away. Are you this woman in the book jacket? Yeah, and, and we find out there's like, their honeymoon too, by the way. Yes, yeah, their honeymoon. Yeah. And she wrote Peg the Platypus, and that's she's a one trick pony, so she's got one book. She's Harper Lee. Might find another <laughs> book, might find an unfinished manuscript from her after she's dead. <laughs> Her un, her her unfinished manuscript that should not have been published. Yeah. No, Harper Lee wrote one book. I don't know about that other one. And then oh, they, no, they, they and then oh, they have they published it, it and it they published it and it should not have been published and kind of wrecked her legacy. Harper Lee. There are some awful people who say that Truman Capote actually wrote uh, To Kill a Mockingbird. I don't believe oh. it. it oh. It's a theory. Well, I saw Harper Lee on Oprah, and she said that she only had one book in her. But then, like, they found that second book and published it, and they should not have done that. No, it's problematic, isn't it? Yeah. Their second book? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because then it turns out that the dad was, like, in the clan, and it totally kind of, like, ruined the message of the first movie. Yeah. Yeah, that's a great movie. This was not. No, no this it was watch not. to kill a mockingbird instead yeah. of what, what's this called? Sun, Sun and romance. sand, and romance. Oh this this movie was called to kill a Kirkendall Barrett. Oh, <laughs> fi- final moment of the movie, by the way. So, like after the you know they we find out what happened one year later. They cut to Shep and Kate on the beach, and they have like one final kiss. But like it looked like a hurricane wasn't just imminent, but was like moments away. <laughs> And that was the end yes. of the movie. That was like the romantic oh end of the movie is like, we're going to get swept up into this hurricane and die. So let's kiss. Yeah. Well, and what happened to Eric? We knew we never find out. And Gus, they're probably on a yacht. That's the like legitimately. That is the back. That is the, the one year later that I want to know about. I want to know what <laughs> happened to those two. Right. Like, where are they in their lives? They're on a yacht. They're on a yacht, like, lying on the front, and, like, Eric is feeding Gus grapes or something. I picture Eric at the front of the boat, 
And like Gus comes up around him and, and Eric's like, I'm the king of the world. Yes, exactly. I imagine Gus I imagine I imagine Gus saying to Eric, Hey, remember when I told you I had a wife? Well you're it. Yeah. Dun, 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 the end. <laughs> That's it. Wow. Man. Kinda like what was that movie? Um Some Like It Hot. You guys yeah. ever see that? Yeah. And at no, the end I have a DVD. I've seen some of it, yeah. Because at the, you know they're they're in the boat and he's <laughs> like right, yeah. and he's like something something and the guy's like so and he's like nobody's I'm perfect. a man he's like I'm a man and the guy's like so <laughs> yeah, he says go. nobody's perfect that's what he says right yeah because <laughs> I'm a man well nobody's perfect I always, I always like that ending because <laughs> yeah. I was like oh well there you go it's a classic ending mm-hmm. oh dear God I have nothing to say about this movie. Like I'm said tapped a lot. out. You have nothing to say. Well, not now. I've tapped out for hours. This movie, <clears throat> this movie was awful. I need to see an extra scandalous, just you know. That's, that's I need to coming up next. I need to see a really good lifetime blood and guts and evilness movie to clear my palate. Yeah. We can find one, I'm sure. Yes. But if you want to get a hold of me on social media, you can find me on my uh, Facebook page, Kirkendall Barrett Presentations. Or you can find me on Insta at Kirkendall. Uh, Jason. You can, uh, well, actually, I wouldn't even say uh, you could. You should leave us a five-star review on whatever podcasting platform you listen to us on. Helps people uh, people find us. And we are on many, many podcasting platforms. So thank you and tell your friends about us. Uh, You can find us all on Instagram at Lifetime of Hallmark Podcast. You can find me on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Big Shot Jason. Kurt. I am Kurt Fitzpatrick, Kurt with a K, and you can see KurtFitzpatrick.com and you can see all the all the stuff there is to see. I've got like a TV pilot on there and a comedy special and all kinds of neat stuff. That's it. And I have a few other podcasts. This week on my other podcast, The Reality Reading Rainbow, uh, the podcast where I talk about books written by reality stars and I do interviews. This week I am interviewing Larry from Bravo by Gay. And is there anything else? I don't think so. That's it. All right. Well, until next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.